Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. What's with the smirk? Nothing. What are you smirking about? <laughs> just something funny because I'm so funny. What was it? It was just a video. Oh, you've been uh, doing the old content creator video thing today. Like you yesterday, you approached me and you're like, I need a camera. Yes. Which you've done that kind of before, too. <laughs> I can't explain it, but I have these like waves of getting like really into posting content and doing it regularly and then like being burnt out by it and being like, I hate Instagram. Why is it? Why do you hate it? Is it because the effort you put in, you don't see the the, re the results? Um, That's probably a part of it. And then it it i mean it is a lot of work and when you're not we're not you're not seeing a ton of like especially right now i part of me is like why am i even trying i like and everybody's feeling this i know with like engagement and all the al algorithm stuff people are really annoyed by it and i'm i'm feeling that i'm seeing that um engagement's like really low but i also have a lot of ideas and a lot of content right now like holiday stuff so i'm like might as well post it you know mm -hmm. i like to do it i like um editing creating videos and photos um so so you get discouraged but it doesn't make you go i'm gonna try to figure it out because that's where my brain goes well i don't know how to figure it out i've tried i've like i mean how do you figure it out by doing and changing things i mean that's what kind of what i'm doing i'm like okay if that's not working maybe i need to my next thing was like maybe i need to create um higher quality photo photos and videos and so that was kind of my next level up but i used your camera and the you video quality no everybody was like i could tell <laughs> did you use alec one of alex's camera no the video quality wasn't any better well you're using it's not going to be better unless you're adding lighting to it none iphones video cameras none of them really do too much justice yes there's higher sensors in cameras that are mm -hmm. nicer so for example so this camera right here this is the sony a7 uh a, uh, a7 mark three um and it is probably a 10x from my last camera which is a g7x and this is the one you use this is the one that I use for pictures. It's the one that I use for video. Not when when we shoot YouTube. But like we will use it if, and stuff, if, yeah. if it's if if it's just me shooting that day on a very rare occasion. This is the camera that I use, mm -hmm. right? The thumbnails. This is the camera that I use. But this camera, the sensor on it, which like will be able to make a photo more lighter because it's dark in the environment, is a higher sensor. But the idea be behind all of these cameras is you want to run the sensor as low as possible so you don't have the grain so the image becomes the most crispiest right so lighting is the is everything mm -hmm. but i feel like my lighting was good for some reason it was very grainy what you're doing is well that's a whole different thing i you, we, you the 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 waves that you're going through right now in your head of frustration it's it's what every single person goes through. It's something that I went through in the very beginning stages where mm -hmm. I go, it's not working. Well, I think tech is the answer to my problem. And so you end up buying more and more tech. You buy more light bars. You buy more cameras, more lenses, more. Uh, you start putting in holes in the wall, putting a new window. And like you start creating, you're like, I, I need to chase mm -hmm. it. So 
when you create the environment, it's a different story. The environment, like I said, my last house, in our last house, I put in a window in the garage, right? Because now I have more natural light. I um, added a bunch of uh, LED lights for lighting inside of it. That, that helps. But the tech is one thing. If you're competing about people's attention, I've learned this. And obviously, if somebody told me this in the very beginning, I still wouldn't listen to them because we're always looking for excuses when we're mm -hmm. frustrated. But tech is never the answer to the reason why your videos are not being watched. It's your content. Your mm -hmm. content sucks. And I'm not talking about to you. I'm talking about <laughs> in general. Like, that's something that I would tell to myself is like, even right now, my views are fine. But compared to other people, other people have huge views. And so the answer to that problem right, right. in my mind is my content sucks. It's not necessarily that it's light, dark, airy, whatever it is. It's just either my personality sucks, my presentation sucks, or, you know, the idea sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sucks. And I mean, okay. I see that side of it in terms of engagement. But to me, what I meant by leveling up is like, I noticed that my videos were like blurry and like kind of grainy. And so that mm -hmm. that was I did want to level that up. And I know a lot of it is lighting and everything, but I just um, I don't know. There's I, I, I have when I see other people's videos that are like so crisp and so just beautifully done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do they do that? Is that like a intense, expensive camera or is that the perfect light in the room? I don't think it's a terribly expensive camera. I'm sure those people are still using DSLR cameras. I don't think they're using iPhones. Mm -hmm. I still think they're using DSLR cameras with a good lens. A good lens is better than you know anything else, right? It's not necessarily mm -hmm. the camera. It's the lens that helps you with that. It brings more light into it. Uh, but then it also gets paired evenly with lighting. So if you look at some of the top TikTok accounts, they all have a ring light and their camera is mounted to that ring light and it's it's a perfectly evenly diffused lighting like mm. it's just part of the thing i guess i'll keep trying but follow question can i use that camera why would you <laughs> want to use that camera because it's better no so the answer to that is no you can't use it because <laughs> of that because it's better. No, because you're, 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 you can't make excuses. It's just like you naturally, okay, uh, can I be completely honest with you? And I, I don't want to be hurtful about it, but like I saw your uh, Reef video mm -hmm. and the first 10 seconds of it before like, you know, the, the ribbon came on, I kind of didn't know if the photo was even changed, the video was even changing, right? Because it was mm -hmm. greenery and you're, and I know you showed on camera, like I'm adding this flare of, of, mm -hmm. of greenery to it. Well, that's I, what I mean. Like the video was blurry. No, but it's, but you're also, it's very camouflaged. Like it's mm -hmm. very much of going like, hey, here's a green, dark forest green reef. And here's a dark forest green thing that when I put it on, you'll only see maybe 3% of the change because it'll have little, like almost it looks like a, a feather sticking out of it on mm -hmm. the sides. It's just not enough. It's, I love this. Remember when I told you that um, one of my favorite things to do after work is change, take a shower and cocktail hour and then lay on the couch before the kids get home and I'll watch for about an hour like different YouTube stuff right mm -hmm. whether look at the thumbnails I'll actually take a screen grab of thumbnails um, that's my way of doing like research in the field that I'm in that's like my one hour that I'm like I'm sitting there I'm like doing research of like what's captivating why did that thumbnail captive capture my attention I'm reverse engineering the thing and so 
you should be kind of consuming content intentionally the same way, not just strictly for entertainment, do it for entertainment at the end of the day, but have like an hour of your day in the morning or when the kid is taking a nap or whatever it is, but like you have that one hour where you're truly just studying content, studying of like, why did that video capture your attention? And you're in the same space. Maybe they're in the same home renovation space. Maybe they're in the design space, whatever the same content is in your lane. Ask yourself, write it down. Maybe it was a thumbnail if it's on YouTube, if it's not on YouTube, but it's on, let's say like on Instagram Reels, what was the first 10 seconds of that video? Was it somebody doing something wild? Somebody doing something crazy? Was it a shock and a, you have to do that kind of market research to understand it in order to go and be like, I'm changing things up because this is not going to change anything. Like we have videos that we've done, you know, with almost, you know, three quarters of a million subscribers. Kyle has a $7,000, $7,000 camera. How, how much is your camera? With the lens and everything. Uh, probably like five these okay. days. So these days, five, five to six thousand dollars. Really? I mean, th that's that's four of these of my cameras. And no matter how great a shot, no matter how much cinematography is there, we're still competing for people's attention. Mm -hmm. So we could in the very beginning, actually, when Kyle started working with us, it was like I was like, hey, man, I want B-roll. I want cool cinematic, you know, high production B-roll. And we did that. And we saw a huge drop off because that's not how people consume content. Mm -hmm. So that five, $6,000 camera didn't help us create a better product in terms of competing for people's attention. Yes, it bundled everything up nicely. We were proud of it, but it, people didn't mm -hmm. challenge for that attention. So, you know, one of the things like we did on today's video that's coming out in the next, by the time this podcast is done, um, when we did the ad read, usually ad reads drop off. You can see the waveform start, you know, nice and high. And then if there's an ad read, people, it's, it makes like a big U. And that's mm -hmm. people fast forwarding forward. They're not watching it, and that's a drop off and then it continues straight. And then the question we got is like, well, what if we figure out a way how to create ad reads a little bit more entertaining? Because I've seen some really entertaining ad reads. Like, right. Uh, people people know how to do it. There's one account, Heavy D Sparks. Uh, he's this guy uh, out of Utah. They have a show, I think, on like the Discovery Channel or something like that. Like, But when he does YouTube videos and he does ad reads, they're skits. And sometimes they're like these adventurous skits where you don't know like this scene, if they're like, if this is part of the video or is this actually an introduction to the ad read. Mm. But because you've been captivated, you don't feel, it. you almost... You feel so captivated for the first, I don't know how long, maybe 30 seconds, 60 seconds, because the ad reads usually about two minutes, that you don't want to, you're so thoroughly entertained that you don't want to reach for your remote to skip through it or, or buffer through it. Mm -hmm. So that's my way of going, I need to study this content, how to compete for people's attention to minimize that drop off. So with your situation, you need to start questioning yourself of how do I capture people's attention? Well, so... You're right about that, but to follow that up, it's interesting because my reels that do the best are like the funny, entertaining ones, mm -hmm. but that doesn't translate to getting followers ever it to me. It doesn't translate to getting followers. So like when I have a video that does really well, I don't necessarily gain a ton of followers from it. Okay. So how, what, how come there's this disconnect there? So followers are jump on board for one of two reasons. Uh, there is value that you give to them, meaning education, or there is a, a, a comedic relief. And maybe there's three or four other ones, but uh, in the way you and I and the majority of people, it's either it's very entertaining or it's very informative. 
And that is a way for somebody to be like, you know what? I'm going to give you my follow. So what if you do both? Is that too, too different? Like, do you need to have it be more very specific where you do one or the other? Or can you have both? Like, do some funny videos, do some informative videos. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, I feel like, it almost feels like to me, like, I have both. And it's almost like people don't know which one. What they're here for. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe that's why I'm not, like, getting followers anymore. <laughs> so in okay so here's what i would present to you now keep in mind i have not done the market research of what that genre of decor mm -hmm. looks like i've i follow a lot of people who make me laugh like julie nolke that's one of the youtube girls that i was telling you about like mm -hmm. she does skits she's absolutely hilarious there's no informative stuff it's all comedic writing mm -hmm. um and then there's you know hundreds of accounts that i follow on tiktok who are truly just funny people like one guy creates these videos where he splices a movie scene and then him and then him reacting to this like mm -hmm. ben affleck coming in mm -hmm. and so he responds so that's pure entertainment what i personally haven't seen again and i haven't done the market research for your field but uh what i personally haven't seen is somebody who i've seen people do very funny stuff girls do really funny stuff and i've seen girls do uh, very informative decor stuff but what I haven't seen is both bundled up into like a ball, right? And like presented as a package mm -hmm. where I'm going to show you this design stuff with so much quirkiness and humor that the, the girl or the guy that's watching that goes, I feel like I could relate to this person and I want to be their best friend. Mm -hmm. Well, that was my reasoning to do these reels where they're like j just whether it's the voiceover or um, what is it? The dub when you're like mm -hmm. mouthing the mm -hmm. words. That was one of the reasons I was trying to do more of those because I feel like then people c can like see my personality more. Mm -hmm. And yeah. but in a way, I I feel like it's almost been a negative thing because before it was just strictly home. Yeah. Um, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, I think you need to find a lane that's between the two and presented between the two. But here's the one big kicker that I've learned, and I specifically learned this from YouTube Shorts because YouTube Shorts is going to be this huge thing that's starting just like reels. February. Yes, it's just like Reels, but starting Slash February, TikToks. it's going to be the biggest thing because it's YouTube's thing that competes with Reels and TikToks, but it's a way for them to split revenue share the same way you would on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So instead of you getting a million views on TikTok and getting maybe a thousand bucks out of it at most, you get a million views on a short and you're splitting that into a couple of tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's going to make a lot of these viral TikTok stars jump over to these shorts and to do that kind of stuff. Now, what am I learning from shorts right now? Because you can put them out. You're just not monetizing them right now before February. When to backtrack a little, when you if you put them out right now, will they get, get monetized? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm still clicking monetized in case they do yeah. allow or will you have to re-upload them i think they're gonna still i think they're still gonna cycle just like when you uploaded a reel from a year ago it still cycles to the thing so i think it just mm. exists so i don't think you need to re-upload it um I would but will you get paid for the views you had before uh i think you will you because will. you hit monetize now on mm. it but that's my interesting, theory though, now interesting to see you said it's january that's february now here's what i uh learned from studying shorts right because it's a whole new beast that i'm trying to learn even though it's consumed the same the content still consumed the same way as tiktok and real so it's nothing new but i want to see how that f 
flows your YouTube into it. So you're capturing people who is not your audience. Your audience is your, your, your YouTube shorts are being presented to not only your audience, but the people who don't even follow you yet. And if you created a small enough, quick enough, digestible content, then you are now attracting a new form of audience. So now you are getting people subscribing to your channel strictly from a short mm -hmm. because you took a long formatted thing and extracted a small thing and then you caught them with it. Maybe it's your personality, maybe it's the knowledge, maybe it's the production value, who knows. Now, what did I learn from that that I would pass on to you or anybody else when you create not only shorts, but most importantly, when you do reels and TikToks and all that stuff, and I've seen it being played out on my Instagram is focus on the shortest, absolute shortest attention span. So when, what are you saying? Like 10 seconds? When people go, well, TikTok or Instagram, you can only do one minute reel and then they change it to three, three minutes like, uh, t uh, like TikTok. Um, people said, well, here's my piece of content that I'm going to recycle or create new and then I'm going to upload it and then boom you didn't capture anybody's attention. So nobody watched your three minute thing or two minute thing, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Instead, focus on in the very beginning stages with the smallest, quickest content. Like, Are you I'm, talking about for the shorts? For shorts, or yeah. Or for reels too? Both, it applies to absolutely all of it. But I learned this through the thing of shorts is if you start getting, shorts are very new right now. Uh, yes, they've come out already for at least a year, but they're they're being highly like re rebranded right now. Mm -hmm. So, it, 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 it's important that everybody starts putting out shorts. And so what you don't want to do, start putting out long formatted stuff that you're not captivating people's attention and then therefore your shorts don't get published and promoted, right? So my rule of thumb that I've learned is put out 15 second things. If you can find a 15 second piece of content that entertains and or maybe it educates, whatever it is, but you got just the knitting, greedy, the meat and potatoes of 15 seconds, that is enough for you to be successful anywhere. Mm. You will see that translating to your so reels. That's my problem is just my reels are too long. You're starting out and you're going like, okay, how I'm updating my, I'm, I don't want to knock on your reef. I really don't want to be mean. But it's like, here's, I'm going to. Stay uh, away from my reef video. Now, you're, we not only have a reef on the front also, side of the front door, but also on the back side of the door. No, I was just, that was for the video. Oh, for the also, video. it's a reef, not mm. reef. Is it like hearth? <laughs> it's not wolf. It's a wolf. <laughs> wolf. That's what I said. Woof. <laughs> so uh, I think that's what you're you you. So uh, in YouTube metrics, uh, just the regular YouTube, it, the waveform counts the view starting at 30 seconds. So a person has to watch your video for 30 seconds before it gets registered actually as a view. So you can click on somebody's thing and click off. They didn't what get about a for a short or a reel? I don't know about What's short and the... reel. I just signed up for their conference that they're supposed to do like a workshop on explaining what uh, that stuff is. But on YouTube, you need 30 seconds. So what does that tell you? If that's a long formatted video and you have 30 seconds to count it a view, and then you could see a drop off. So if 100% of people, so let's say if 100 people clicked on your YouTube video, let's say on my YouTube video, 100 people, every video on average, roughly around, we've kind of tightened it up from like 67, 68%. Now we're at like 78, close to 80%. 80% of the 100 people, so 80 people, essentially 78, 80 people are sticking around past the 30 second mark, meaning that wasn't an accidental click. It mm -hmm. wasn't something. So I had to have hooked them with the first 30 seconds to make them want to stay. If that's what you do on YouTube, imagine how much harder you have to work on a shorter form, form of content. Right. So it's 30 seconds, split that even in a half. So if you're putting out a 15 second clip, that means you're supposed to put some kind of high energy, high bait within the first five seconds before they're out. 
Mm-hmm. And now, if you can successfully do that time and time again, 15 seconds at a time, you're going to mm-hmm. get pushed and promoted. It's just. I guess I 100% understand that. And maybe that's where I need to go. But then to like be the devil's advocate, I see a lot of videos that are longer, that are very slow, that have slow music. And I get tons and tons of views. Yeah. How? Yeah. yeah. They're they're the exception to the rule. They're not the rule. <sighs> How do you have a podcast like Joe Rogan for four hour conversations <laughs> and people are sticking around? That is an exception. That is not the rule. Unless you, you know, you've either indexed it. But that. it's like we all just see the exception. And we all want to be the exception. That's why people always think YouTube is so easy. That's yeah. why people say yeah. like, oh, social media is so easy. It's because if everybody, w- if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And so don't think about it as like, I just have to do what mm-hmm. they're doing. Think about it as like, how do I stand out further? Well, I guess for me, those are the videos I'm seeing is the people that are the exceptions. You're not studying studying enough content out Mm -hmm. there. You really got to study the market and be like, okay, so why is it that Studio McGee is getting this kind of view, which she's a huge person? Shouldn't she be like in the million? How how much? How many views is she? I don't know. A lot? I don't know. Probably. Well, they're the exception for sure. But I, I guess to me, I'm seeing... I don't really compare myself, obviously, to like these big accounts. I'm I'm more, I guess what frustrates me is when I see accounts with a similar um, following as me in the, in the similar niche and then seeing how well their okay. uh, videos are doing and how many views. And I'm like, so, oh. so, it, so we spoke about this a while ago, but, and again, I'm referencing to YouTube and you're talking to Instagram, but it's mm-hmm. the same, it's the same analogy. Mm. So every hour, was it every hour I said? Or no, every minute. Every minute there's 600 hours of YouTube content being uploaded to YouTube, every single minute, okay? So you're competing for people's attention. The reason she's doing well is because she's dominating those, she's stealing that attention. So you need to be able to present your content in a slightly different, a slightly more organic way that's gonna make somebody wanna watch Irina and not whatever. Suzanne. Suzanne. But that's what I mean is like if you are saying it needs to be the like especially reels need to be this quick mm-hmm. tension grabbing. How come some videos that well and like you said it's the exception, but it's I guess to me I'm like, how is that working for them? They already indexed it. They already got indexed in the thing as they're the person for this thing. Oh, so like the algorithm is like... Well, the YouTube, not, and it's not that necessarily, I I had to learn how to stop using terminology like the algorithm likes this. It's, you gotta replace the word algorithm with people. The people got in, like, are are accustomed to that person to be the the dominant voice or the, Mm. the, what's the the, the word that I'm looking for? The, uh, The authority in that field. So it's gonna present their content. So every, on your analytics, it's gonna say, uh, so let's say I put out a video. It's going to say it got this many impressions. So it had this many opportunities to be watched on people's screens, right? And then from that at the bottom, it'll say how much of those impressions were recommended by YouTube. And on average, my videos are roughly between like 75, 80%. And that's considered like a good video on average. So that means that YouTube knows that I'm the, the, the authority voice in my genre. So when somebody's trying to do any kind of home stuff, any kind of building, it kind of indexed it already and starts presenting my content to those people. Mm-hmm. That's why I can get away with making a 30 minute video right on YouTube mm-hmm. and still have it perform well versus other people might complain and go like, wait, why do I have to make six, eight minute video videos, eight, six to eight minute, you know, home renovation videos when there's this dummy that who's making 30 minute videos and they do half a million views. 
it's just because I was, was indexed mm -hmm. within the searchability. I've, I've, I have over t close to 200 YouTube videos uploaded that are in the world, in the realm of DIY building and home renovation. So naturally YouTube has like, I've kind of won their favor of going, you are an authority in this. So this is a good piece of product that's going to be promoted. Other people who have not established that they don't have that YouTube promoting or not even, I don't want to say promoting it, pushing it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So when somebody types in DIY, there's a reason why your name didn't put up with it because you don't have either a enough content for YouTube to be like, you've been around doing this thing long enough or B it's not quality piece of content that you've kind of, you know, clickbaited a lot or something like that. Hmm. But if you, in the very beginning stage, just start on a shorter scale, and we did, I did that on YouTube in the very beginning. I started with six-minute videos and had to incrementally build my way up. You do the same thing with shorter-form content. If it's a TikTok, it's a reel, it's a short, YouTube short, start with 15 seconds. Be really good about having people watch it 107, 110%. That means they mm -hmm. watch it over and then watch it over again, almost. And then after that, slowly stretch to 30 seconds. And once you get good, we're skillful about competing for people's attention and holding that attention. Then from that, it's cakewalk. Um, we'll see. But the problem is, is like you're you're reacting to the same way every content creator. Oh, I know, to. I know. And you it's go, like I'm not. I'm. I know that everybody goes through this, and especially right now, I've seen a lot of people posting about how frustrating right now it is mm -hmm. just on being on Instagram. I keep wanting to put my. I know. I took the armrest off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Can you go down? Okay. Um, we took the Alex took the armrest off the chairs, and yeah. now I, I keep trying to put my arms down. I can't. And now I forgot what I was like what I was saying. Oh, I'm. I was saying how like everybody goes through this, and everybody's going through it right now, but it's still like hits you, you know, where it hurts. Do you know? Like there's nothing more frustrating than like it's true. putting out a video you're really proud of. And I think the worst feeling for me is there's been a couple either photos or videos where I'm like, I'm, this is good. Yeah. Like I really like this. I, it, the quality was good. I feel like it was captivating and it was like the lowest views. And I'm like, why? Now imagine the pressure of, of that kind of emotional roller coaster, but the pressure of, it's your job to make sure you get a paycheck yeah. in order to keep providing. <laughs> this that. isn't just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my husband is a, a you know so and so and I you know works for a corporate office and this is my side gig and I just happen to have like a, a thing right. to do well. No, this no, is that's like a lot of pressure. This yeah. is like we can go on you know you know homeless if 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 I can't figure out how to make videos that work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but here's the thing, and this is why I think you have to redirect and you have to redirect your energy and your perspective because what most people go, and I've done this too, is the algorithm this, the algorithm that, I create a good product, the product is, you know, speaks for itself, it's quality, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, it's just the algorithm. And you get frustrated because other people, you might think have a crappier product that they put out, but they get better views. Instead, what I've learned over the years is that you truly have to take your mind away from like, you know, uh, jealousy perspective and, and, and I'm the victim to, okay, well, it's not necessarily the algorithm that changed. It's the way people are consuming content is changing. And these platforms, they're designed to cultivate the way people are consuming the content. So it's not necessarily that how many billions of people live on earth, what, 44 billion people or however many that is. Uh, it's not necessarily over a course of a month, everybody decided to like have this rewiring of like, now we all consume content like this. 
That's not the case. Every platform like shaped the way we consume content. With when Snapchat came into the <clears throat> into the spotlight, it redirected the way people consume content. Then when TikTok came out, everybody made fun of it and then everybody else started consuming it and now that reshaped the way we consume content. So now Instagram Reels started being pushed. Mm -hmm. Now Shorts are started being pushed because other platforms are shaping the way we consume that content. So what you have to do that the people that don't survive in the industry, so there's the saying, and I've said this before, uh, a YouTuber's career is usually no more than 10 years, right? And the reason why is because post past that 10 years, uh, they didn't keep up with the changes that were happening. Mm -hmm. So the people who went, oh, the algorithm this and the algorithm that, they stuck in that victimhood mentality and they never adapted and they never like acclimated to any kind of changes. So instead of you going, I don't get it. Why, why is she getting those views and I'm not? It's a better product or, oh man, this sucks because I used to get this many impressions, now I don't. Instead, you should be changing your perspective and going, that a lot of people don't do is change your perspective and go, okay, how do I hook people's attention better? Mm -hmm. Obsess about it the same way I obsess about thumbnails. What kind of colors do I need to use? What kind of uh, 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 compilation do I need to use? Where's this first third to this two thirds of a screen? Mm -hmm. Is it too wide? Is it, make the image small that it's only like two inches by two inches tall and then make the image really big so you can see the colors are vibrant. Like you obsess about it that long and if you obsess about it, you might not win today, but you will win in the long run and you will survive. The people who don't survive and they become unemployed on YouTube or social media or whatever kind of influence are the people who said the algorithm is against me and therefore I quit. They, they go in the back. I mean, maybe I just need to stop producing garbage stuff. That's the perspective. That's the mindset. <laughs> and that's it. And you know what, though? It's a very mean thing to say, like your content sucks. But when you can say that about yourself and be like, my content sucks. I was joking. My content does not suck. <laughs> if you could say, I say that about me and it makes me yeah. feel, it, there's a relief of pressure. Where yeah, I'll, like, you I'll go, okay, well, the next one I'm going to do better. Because or... the last thing you want is people going like, no, no, you tried hard. No, what you want to be like, this is trash. Because if you think it's trash, that means you're capable of something far greater. Better. You're just too early to it. You haven't figured it out. Mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you say it's not the algorithm. It's like the people yes. it's, but, and I'm only seeing this on Instagram. I don't really, TikTok is, I try to get into TikTok. I just, there's too many things right mm -hmm. now. Sure. Um, we would be so broke and so homeless if you were the breadwinner in the social <laughs> media world. <laughs> if you were a YouTuber. I just don't want to do it anymore. Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. tired. <laughs> Today, I'm just tired. <laughs> and I don't know if this is the case on YouTube, because I know YouTube went through this thing, too, where everybody's views were really low. Everybody on Instagram is experiencing that. Even huge accounts that have millions of followers are saying their um, engagement is, like, super low. The impressions are super low. How is that happening? I get it from, like, us smaller accounts that are just kind of lost in the crowd. Mm -hmm. But when this is an account that, like, millions of people follow and look up to and are like this person's like amazing big time designer and they're posting stuff that's like i don't know my views are sucky right now don't you think it like how is that not the algorithm because people are still wanting to see their stuff probably right sure yeah no i think so i think so but they're also getting distracted by other people's content yes mm -hmm. granted in the very beginning 
I think people forget the fact that there's more and more players to the game mm -hmm. every single minute. I mean, that's true. Every single minute. And people don't realize that is there's so much content that's being put up. So it's not necessarily people are sitting there twiddling their thumbs and be like, if only there was another Chris Loves Julie out there that we could follow. They're not doing that. They're just going like. This is cool. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. It, they, they haven't put out a video. They haven't put out a, 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 a blog post or whatever. Like, But they did. And that caught, caught my attention. And you clicked on this new account. Well, because you clicked on that account, now you're going to be catered more and more stuff that's outside of your comfort level. I guarantee you this. Go type in anything, any kind of new random search term and do it for one or two days in a row where you type that, that subject. The rest of your content is going to be recurated oh, where I the know. people that you follow is going to mm -hmm. go below and this new thing is going to be on top. Or even if you click on a th post, just like from your the popular page, one post, right. the next time you go to the popular page, all your posts are going to be of that exactly. whatever it is and topic. it's to the point that even if you scrolled <laughs> over it so if you go on a discovery yes page, if you like slowly scroll and, over and you, it, you slow stop. you see this multi-million it'll say like 10 million dollar yacht yeah it's like a and helicopter you, like, and you slow down guess what the rest weeks of content yeah. is going to be that i means, noticed that that means it's the insane. accounts that you love near and dear that provide a lot of information for you like crystal julie or anymore they're now below it and the thing is it's not like you're remembering oh you know what i haven't seen in a while this person's mm -hmm. content. You're not searching for no. them. You're just being fed whatever Instagram is feeding you. So it's like, I understand that part of it. I think it's just, you're right. There's just so many people. But that million dollar yacht caught your attention. <laughs> no, but I mean, a million no, dollars. no, but I, what I mean by that, and that million dollar yacht can be, a, that perspective can be applied to anything else. But mm -hmm. it's just like that thumbnail or that little uh, three second trailer that you hover over uh, on the discovery thing, that was enough for it to catch your attention mm -hmm. and it won. So you have to now constantly think of like, how do I catch people's attention without, you know, wearing bikinis and lingerie? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's the reality yeah. of the game. It's like, mm -hmm. it, that's, that's the content. What is it gonna people, yeah, get people to And the stop. hardest people to be in this game are the people who are like, I'm just kind of doing this for fun. Those are the hardest people. Mm -hmm. When you burn bridges and you're like, I can't go back to the hospital, I can't do this other thing, then then unfortunately, that's your like your uh, superpower. Because now you're like, well, I can't sleep in, I gotta wake up because I gotta, I cannot afford to go back to my old, like my old job kind of mm -hmm. thing. The people who go, I do this for fun, and if it makes me a bunch of money one day, that'll be incredible. Those are the people who don't make it because those are the people who don't know They're how half to adapt. It. They're half-assing it. They're sleeping in. You gotta like burn. Me. <laughs> you gotta burn your bridges. If you don't have a bridge to cross, then you have to outwork the next person to you. So to me, I have to outwork the competition that's out there, and I have to use every part of my energy, every part of my brain, to be like, how do I get your attention to watch my stuff? So do you think there's people out there who? I mean, I'm sure there are that kind of have been half-assing it, but also are growing cr like crazy. Yes. Those but are they, the one percenters. But, but, but they found a thing. They found this niche. They found this really like a particular niche thing that like nobody else have done it that yeah. way. So, so even if they post like once a week, they're still growing. They maybe are like a very funny person and they're providing 
informative information, mm. but they're presenting it like, okay, here's a great example. Neil deGrasse, there's thousands, hundreds and thousands of scientists in this world, but you have Neil deGrasse Tyson who figured out a way how to present this knowledge in a very digestible, entertaining way. Mm -hmm. So now you're like, I am interested in about asteroids. I am interested <laughs> in, you know, plate tectonics and stuff like that. So that is somebody who figured out a different approach. So, but I don't also, I also don't think half-assing it gets you anywhere anymore. Half-assery? Half-assery. <laughs> and, and I would never, I mean, I've spoken to a few people that we had guests on this podcast who are content creators and they're somewhat in my field of work or genre. And in a very selfish way, I would probably say, yes, I'm working harder than they are, but working harder and working smarter are two different mm -hmm. things, right? I think there was like, like there's some people we had on the podcast where I was like, so what do you, how'd you get to this? How'd you figure out that you need to tie in this kind of approach to present information like this? And they're like, I don't even know how to use my analytics. I was just kind of doing me. And those are the one percenters. Those are the people who are like, they, they, just fig grow so they fast. figured out a very natural organic thing. And they're just them, that's them doing them. Um, and I can't say that I work harder than them. I think I would say I'm trying harder than them because things are not working. But they figured out a way how to be them. And they're still working hard, but maybe they're not trying as hard because they don't have to try hard. Yeah, yeah, because it's working. Right. <laughs> they're still working hard, but they're maybe not are trying to. Because when you're trying hard, you're trying to figure out why it's not working. Yes. And for and them, they figured work. out that it is working. Well, and then one day it will not, it will stop working for them as much. So they will still have to have the same conversation that I'm having. Everybody goes through that. Yeah. You, you can only climb that fast for so long until something plateaus. Like right? I said, it's, it's hard. Absolutely. And that's what I said. It's, it's really difficult to do this kind of work when it's just like your side gig because it just takes three projects, three to five projects that don't do really well for you. And then you're like over it. And you're like, I'm frustrated. <coughs> Yeah. The algorithm has changed uh, this and this other thing versus when you you're like, I'm sick. I still have to go to work. That That's those are the people that get shit done. So mm -hmm. it's um, it's a it's a it's a blessing and a curse to do this for fun or and or to to do it as a full time job. Both <laughs> both yeah. are hard. And you got to wonder, like, why do you want to do it? Right. Mm -hmm. I I think I have the greatest job in the world. Where, but the thing is, the highs are the highest and the lows are the lowest. And you have to almost reprogram your brain to go, do not celebrate the success because for every celebrated success, there's an equal amount of videos that you felt really shitty about mm -hmm. that didn't perform well or the really mean people who said something. Right. So I don't focus, I have to like teach myself to like not focus on the nice things and not focus on, on the bad things. Just try as neutral. And just something comes out, cool, and then get to the next one. And that is the only way, I think, to, to make it. Yeah, you have to have a perspective of like, well, this one did great, but I have to focus on the next one. And also, yeah, what if the next one doesn't do great? It is mind-boggling to me how much a success of a video has to do with not only the subject, but the thumbnail. That is insane. You to can me. create an incredible HDTV project, but if your thumbnail presentation was subpar, that video does not have the opportunity for the success. Mm -hmm. Which is scary. But but if you have an incredible idea, 
you can have subpar presentation, mm-hmm. right? So if you're like, I built a house out of a rock, like a, uh, out of a clay or, uh, clay or something, or not a clay, uh, out of a cliff or a mount, whatever, uh, that idea is so like wild that people want to watch it even if it's filmed with a little GoPro camera or your cell phone. And even if the thumbnail is not great? Even if the thumbnail, the thumbnail could be subpar. And I've, I know this because I've but had some idea in the wild. very beginning. It was wild. Like, like I, like I built a, a, what is like a 10 person walking shower out of the, the bathtub thing. The thumbnail was not great. The thumbnail was fine, but it wasn't that great. Um, and this is back when I still shot with the tripod. That video did more views than any of my videos put together. Because the idea was so wild. At mm-hmm. that point, it didn't exist. I thought on. it was the thumbnail that got it because you were wearing um, just the towel. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the here's the silly thing about that kind of like t- uh, scandalous presentation of, of, of content. It's not like it's girls watching. It's 80%, 88% yeah. so of my male really audience. That. So it's not even that. It's the fact that like this thing was ripped out and that happened to be a thing on top of it. That, mm. That's all it was. Mm. So you got to chase ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you have a killer idea, you can go film it with your iPhone. If you have a mediocre idea that has potential, then you really got to set up the presentation. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and that's how the internet works. <laughs> Them's internets. Yeah. It's a hard world out there, man. I feel, and it's like always changing. And I think that's really hard as well because you're supposed to adapt and change with it. But when you're so... Um, used to doing it a certain way to yeah. have to change that is annoying. The highs are high and the lows are mm-hmm. low and you got to figure out what your place in it, even at whatever work schedule that you have that you're like, I'm going to put out this much. It's going to be part-time, full-time, whatever time it's mm-hmm. going to be. But man, do you have to prep your mind in a way where you go, the highs are high and the lows are low. And how do I stay in the middle? Mm. Because if you don't, you're just going to give it all up. Yeah. And here's another theory that I had behind it. I remember you and I were talking about people who are taking like a month or two off from social media. They're like, I'm going on this hiatus. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, aren't you going to lose your momentum? And I just saw this little small case study with Casey Neistat, this little small account guy. Just a small guy. Just a little old Casey. Casey is one of my favorite people that I got into watching vlog stuff. But uh, Casey took off close to almost like two years off from vlogging. And he kind of focused on his family life and all this stuff. And he got back at it. Is he back? He's back. They moved back to New York from L.A. They're, they're no back way. at it. Why did, did they move back? Just because the homelessness and all this stuff. In like LA. Yeah. Um, that uh, literally he took two years off and video after video, multi-million views. That's because this is a guy who knew, who knows he's done it long enough. He has figured out how to catch people's attention with the subject, the title, and the thumbnail. Doesn't even matter. And the matter story, obviously. He's been gone. Yeah. Do you think part of it is too that he's already established a name that people are like, ooh, Casey? Like, that's gotta be part of it too. A thousand percent. But at the same time, you gotta think about YouTube is not promoting it. So it's not like he has this advantage anymore where mm. you're like, before, if he was. So he used to do daily vlogging where every single day, at after midnight, he would upload a new video from that day. And people usually that do that are the people who are trying to get indexed and have ride that surfer wave of content creation within the algorithm. Mm-hmm. When you take two years off, you're no longer mom and dad's favorite, right? But if you know how to present content very well in a captivating way, including thumbnail and subject, 
and tell a good story, then you can come in and out of this game anytime you want. Hmm. But he's a storyteller. He's a videographer. He's a cinematographer. He's a director. Like he knows storytelling. Well, I think that's part of being the 1% for him is he knows how to talk, how to captivate like with um, camera angles and that quick, what is it called? Quick cuts. Yeah. He's competing for people's attention. And yeah. he, you're right. He knows. He's done it long enough where he knows. So it's like people are like right back into watching. So Casey does not need to go, I need a fancier camera. He's like, I could take two years off, take an iPhone, and go crazy do well. and still do ex- exceptionally well. Yeah. With the help of a little bit of Photoshop. I guess. You know, contrast. Yeah. yeah. I guess for the rest of us, it's, it's always just learning how to keep getting better how to tell a story better yeah how to, how to tell a story better how to film better how to take better photos yeah. it's all editing all of it yeah just be better be better people it's a simple youtube's a simple game <laughs> <laughs> just like golf just like golf you simple look like game. you're ready to go golfing thanks i but uh, you're not i was going to golf today and when our tea time was booked for 8 10 it was 24 degrees outside so you said no thank you and i was like i was exceptionally optimistic thinking that uh i could play winter golf and even my excuse was like i could even well we got to walk because if we ride we're going to be even col- colder <laughs> and then 24 degrees you're like, like you're gonna be cold no matter what my joints are gonna be so stiff I no matter how much you walk so it's back on the Simulator. Simulator. Yep. Which that, when does that video come out? It is going to come out. Um, what's today? Today's the 11th. It's going to go out end of this month. Nice. Yeah. And I built a golf simulator. So this little sneak peek. Haven't been promoted anywhere. Nobody knows about it except for the beautiful podcast family. Uh, I built a at home golf simulator in the garage. Uh, it is a 10 by 10 by 10 enclosure structure with projector and turf and bar set up. Well, kind of like a, a hangout set, LEDs and it's quaint TVs, little space, quaint little space. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that one. It's probably one of my favorite builds because how much fun I'm having. Because you're using it, it all the <laughs> a time. Lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every and day. And you could still park your car, which is a great thing. <laughs> it's literally a little like roof from by roof. the hood of my car. Yeah. So it's if amazing. we ever get snow through the roof, you know, it comes through. It's great. Great. As long as I can park my car in the garage, that yeah. was the deal. Yeah. So you made it happen. Yep. Even. Even Steven. Folks, thanks for listening. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. Make sure you watch from some of these uh, vid- videos. Happy to be back today. this time. Happy to be back this time. Back on video. Back on video. All right. We'll see you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.